Now listen here, you little bitch. I've got some simple questions, and I need some real f***ing simple answers. Now you say you saw the tub of yogurt in the fridge at 9.15, is that right? Yeah, um, 9.15, I think it was. So you saw the yogurt at 9.15? Definitely. I checked my watch, and it was 9.15 exactly. So you're telling me you saw the tub of yogurt in the fridge at 8.15? Yeah, I saw the tub of yogurt at 8.15. Hmm. You know you done f***ed up, right? Wait, what? See, first, you said it was definitely 9.15. And now you're telling me it was 8.15. <laughs> you done f***ed up. At that moment, I was scared my roommate would... Still, you gotta keep the vibe of the scene. Like, okay, it's okay. somber, you're still scared. Okay. I was scared my roommate would never let me see the light of day again. Do I have to change my, vo- I have to change my voice for no, the video? No, it's you. Yeah, but... Yeah, yeah but it's still your it's... voice. You don't need to yeah, change yeah. your voice. Okay, yeah. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, my phone just died. Wasn't it? <laughs> Yo, welcome to Housewarming. My name is Nat Demina. And I'm Marty Smiley, and that means you are listening to the podcast that's dedicated to renters. Amen to that. What's been going on? What's been happening? Bruh, I'm shook. Shooketh. What's happened? I have been shaken to my core. Okay. Doesn't take much, but please go on. In fact, I'll go as far to say uh-huh. that the house may not recover from the bill that we have just received. Okay. A bill. Uh-huh. Okay. It's just for everyone at home. I handle all the bills for the house. Right, yeah, I'm, the bills go I'm to the you. Daddy. I'm the dad. Right, you're not no, paying actually, for the, the no. Can I take that? No, no reductions. The bills go to you. You split it. We yeah. split it, of course. But you know. But I get the first shock. Yeah. Of, uh, what kind of bill? What came through? What bill was it? We've just received the electricity bill. Okay. And it's the highest I've ever seen in any share house I've ever lived oh, in. Oh yeah, but you know when it you factor is, in. COVID, lockdown, and winter, it's and, you know. eight times the average household of four people. It was so bad uh, that I had to call double check if the bill was right. Yep. This just in. Uh-huh. It was. It's, there's, there's no mistake. Accurate. There's no mistake. No how mistake. Can, how can they be sure that they did the necessary checks? That's what I... Bro, this is, I put my hat on. All right. I did call them and I said, look, the meter must be faulty. Yep. No yep. way it could be that price. Yep. They said, well, we can send someone out. Mm-hmm. But if it is true yep. and there's no been no mistake, $200 fee. Just, sent, like calling just to out. send someone wow. out. Wow. Okay. I hate the jeopardy of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're stuck with this risk. You're like, all right, well, leave it with me. And then you normally work it out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> with the jeopardy of the yeah. $200 hanging over you. Yeah. They said, look, what we can do is. We can send you a smart meter. They say we can send you a smart meter. What's the smart meter do that my meter doesn't do? Your regular and, dumb, stupid meter. Yeah, and is that the reason why it's high? Yeah. Is the, is my is our meter so daft that it wasn't able to properly read the energy? Uh. And so basically to get – we don't normally do this, but we will educate our listeners on this through my <laughs> own experience. <laughs> uh, old meters, yeah. they get checked, you know, once a month, once every three months. The new meters, they're digital – 
So you can go online now and, and like they'll send all the data. Check away. how much energy yeah, you've right. used that day. Wow. This smart this smart meter smart, man. <laughs> so, you know, if you ran your heater or something for a day, I'd be able to know how much energy you consumed. Right. right. And then charge you. Well, no, you can't. Well, I'd be able to go, hey, mate. You used forty dollars worth of energy today, so uh, what? It tells you the like individual I'll, I'll rooms, I, I individual start, appliances. What's it telling you? Just the whole house? Yeah, but like, say everyone was just using their appliances, uh-huh. but you had your heater on. Uh-huh. I would know that whatever it was increased from well, the day before. It seems a bit unfair that you have access to, the, to this information, but we don't. So you can. You anyone can. It? Anyone can read it, but. That'll be our new reality when uh-huh. it arrives, right? Smart, smart, the smart meter. Smart meter. But I still wanted to work out what was taking up the bulk of our energy during the biggest bill we've ever received. Uh-huh. And to get technical for a bit here, this will be helpful for our listeners. Yep. There's lots of different energy periods. So you've got on peak, I suppose. Yep. Always peaking. Um, <laughs> you've got off peak. So that means like. In the evening, like when no one's really using that much power, yep. the price of your energy is lower. So right. it encourages people to use energy At when night. people are asleep right. or not using it as much. Mm, so it's cheaper. So what do you think uses that at that point in time? The hot water system. Right. The hot water system clicks on when people aren't, aren't doing anything because yep. then it doesn't cost you so much to walk, money to yeah. heat up water. Right. So you can have hot, hot showers all the time. Right. And this is when I realized oh. this bill is uh-huh. from lockdown. This yep. bill is during the, the toughest months of, of our year. Yeah. 50% of our energy went to the shower. We were spending Whoa. about $20 a week just or $20 a day, I think, just on hot water. For the privilege of showering. And that's when it hit me. We were just spending most of our money on depression showers. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone in the house. I think there's like bars involved. Our, 100%. People were just sitting in showers. 100%. Yeah. And drowning their lockdown the, sorrows. The longest, hottest showers. In the you longest, could hottest have. showers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You had to. What else could you do? It was winter for starters. But they were nice showers. They were gorgeous showers. We but, have, I think, the best showers in Sydney. But would you spend $5 a day on a hot shower? $5 a day for a hot shower? That's what we're spending. Yeah, you're, you're spe- I would. I would. You're spending $35 a week on a shower. I would. If that was the only option. If it was like you have to shower and you have to spend $5 a day, $35 a week, I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. Sign me up. Well, now when you go into the shower. Uh-huh. I'll be able to know exactly how much it cost. When you go in now. You take way longer shots than I do. I'll be able to I'm going to find it. out how much power you take. I'll, I'll, hear the, I'll hear the door closed and I'll watch the meter and I'll read it and then you'll get out and I'll go, hmm. The only thing is I shower at erratic times. You'll and, never know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I shower at 2 a.m. <laughs> shower at 2 a.m. Sometimes it's 11 a.m. Sometimes it's 2 p.m. You don't know. Although, fun fact. You can call your energy provider and, you know, say you can't pay it. Mm. They'll give you like a, a concession. Oh, really? Yeah. Caught up, got 75 bucks off. Oh, that's all right. I caught again a few weeks later. Got another $75 off. Okay. Just waiting out till it goes down to zero. Yeah. Well, I might call again. All right. Well, hopefully our electricity bill cheapens down to a grand old donut of zero. I would like to hear from some people if you had it at... Because crazy heard, lockdown bill. I've heard it was mm. a lot of people had yep. crazy lockdown bills, yep. but can they beat? If you can beat our bill 
I'd like to see. Uh, have you? You haven't given them a figure. How much was the bill? Can't say. You can't say. I don't feel uncomfortable. Yeah. You don't feel uncomfortable. I feel well, uncomfortable then say about it, it. Then I feel uncomfortable about it. <laughs> I feel uncomfortable sharing it. <laughs> okay. Uh, on behalf of our fan, on can you say like? Our- can you just give them like a ballpark, like deep three figures? No, it's four figures. Four figures. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. See? No. For three months. Yeah. Okay. See, four figure winter. That's so, bad. It's been a four. That's winter, bad. Winter is coming. That's bad. Four figures. Okay. Well, we will probably be arrested for failure to pay a bill very shortly. So this is actually the last episode well, we will ever do. Here's the thing. I haven't paid the bill yet. Uh-huh. Right? I get a call the other day. Yep. I said, is anyone in the house on life support? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, our careers. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, should we get to the guest? Let's do it. This week we have none other than stand-up comedian and renowned film buff, Alexei Toliopoulos. Alexei! Yeah. Gorgeous boy. We love Alexei. Amen. He was the host or co-host with one of our other friends, Cameron James, on a massive twin podcast set. You could call it a box the set. Twin <laughs> his favorite, a box set. Finding Drago and Finding Desperado. Absolutely must listen. They're some of my favorite podcasts I think I've listened to, apart from this one. Mm -hmm. You don't listen to this. (laughs) I listen to it. (laughs) Look, he's also a very sweet Greek boy Mm -hmm. who's lived at home with his parents until he was 26, which he swears is a cultural thing. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, we all would, wouldn't we? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But he did it. Yeah, he did. He, did, he, did. <laughs> he achieved it. <laughs> but so we have him on the show to find out what it feels like to finally move out of home. That's Alexis him. here. Alexei. Hola. Oh. How do we do? Hello. I'm well. Thank you. Come on in. Please, please, please. Wow. Come on Welcome in. To I'm going to trip house, over the cords. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is not <laughs> safe, dude. Okay, I'm, I'm reporting guys to HR for this shit. Welcome to our house. <laughs> my God, beautiful home. Thank I used you. to know someone who lived here years ago. This is actually not my first time recording a podcast in his home. No. Yes, it's true. Many <laughs> what years did ago. You? Yes, I when, talked about movies in this very spot. Well, you've been making podcasts since the beginning of podcasts. Absolutely. We're original <laughs> podcasters. We're the first guys to ever talk about movies on the records. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's so true. So we have wow. you to thank for this uh, yeah. Yeah. Sense of importance that we feel from recording in our own home. Yeah. A lot of freaking memories in this place, man. <laughs> a lot of freaking memories. You can smell it. Is I it? do have a gift for you guys. Oh, as wow. is tradition. What a surprise. As is tradition. Yes, I have I a gift. I can't believe it. Okay, there's what actually three pieces to this gift. Oh, three wow. pieces. Three pieces. Okay. I bought you a Blu-ray copy of Enter the Dragon. Oh, what? Whoa. A Blu-ray copy of Carlito's Way. <laughs> Whoa. And to share for the house a Blu-ray copy of Menace to Society. I love Menace cut. to Society. <laughs> <Sick>. <laughs> I grew up watching yeah, this Yeah, one shit. of my favorite movies. It's so good. And I thought Whoa. you guys would love those three, so I brought them to the home. The tagline of Menace to Society is, this is the truth. This is what's real. Yeah. How can you not want to watch a film yes. with that tagline? It's one of the realest It's one of the rawest films. Absolutely. My God. Okay. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Thank you so much. Come Come on on in, in, please. Let's begin. I thought it was the end. Welcome to the show, Alexei. My pleasure to be here at the show and in the home. (laughs) 
in our home. The titular housewarming has begun, <laughs> I would right. say. Wow. That's right. I feel warmed. I feel welcomed. It's somewhat funny to have you on as a guest, seeing as Thank you've you so never. <laughs> Thank you so much for saying it's funny to be here. I'm happy it, to be here. No, it's funny to have you on the show because as opposed to like most of the guests we have on, you've never really had share house experiences. You've never. No, no never. <laughs> I've, you know, I've been inside other people's share houses. <laughs> right. I've never had one to call my own before. I share the house with two Greek ladies for a while. Oh, uh, Mum and Yaya. Yes, I can rank them as housemates if you want. Yeah, not so good. Scream at me a lot. Got yelled at. Mum, she's all right. Also screamed at me. Um, yeah, so I lived with my 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 mum, my grandma for most of my life. Up until what age? Up until twenty six to twenty seven, <laughs> like in that area, the ballpark of yeah. twenty six, I think. Yeah. Till I was with my partner for several years, and okay. then we moved out together. We met each other when I was a teenager. Yeah, and, me too. And you, and you were riding on the Disney Channel. I was a production assistant, I think. Yeah. And I was a youth worker at the time, and I got asked to audition for like a <laughs> to be the host of a game show. Yeah, of a cartoon called Phineas and Ferb. It was a Disney Channel program. <laughs> Um, that was funny. It was a really cute show. It was a cute show. Were you at your Yaya's house while you were riding for the Disney Channel? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. I just graduated to the master bedroom around that time. So, you know, I was absolutely living it up there. I think after I finished high school, my parents, my mom, my Yaya gave me the master bedroom to like make sure I wouldn't leave the house for several years and it worked I mean it was like a bachelor pad basically in my bed you know attached to one meter away from my mum's bedroom door so I had some drawbacks <laughs> big on space yeah. <laughs> little on privacy yeah, exactly yeah no lock on the door so I had to improvise things. I had to get an extra dining room chair just to hold up against the door handle <laughs> You thought a do not disturb little sign on the door handle. <laughs> yeah. the- she would always swing it around though. She always swing it around saying, please come in, clean up my garbage. <laughs> Never really embarrassing really because like most of my friends at that time like still lived at home. You know, also it's like not that weird for Greek guys to live at home. I mean like my mum still lived at home as well because she lived with her grandma. So it wasn't like that weird. It was just like two generations of people that still lived at home, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I think I technically might have moved out f- f- earlier than my mom did, but um, it's, it's somewhat hard to explain to I don't know Anglo-born Aussies yeah. like mm. it, it, generational mm-hmm. living in ethnic families is super common. Yeah, super. The common. grandma moves in when they're too old to look up. So we yeah, don't exactly in like same in Lebanese culture. You don't. There's no concept of like my grandmother would never go in an elderly home. Like, yeah, that's not even on the cards. Yeah. It's, they move back in. It's just it's a it's a cyclical pattern. It really is. Like like my cousins who are married, they still live next door to their parents. They bought the house next door and then just ripped out the fence in between them. So it's just like one big like you know like the Corleone complex or something. <laughs> That's where literally they all live the together. my big fat Greek wedding at oh, the end of the movie. Absolutely. So it's like not uncommon. Like yeah, it's like in our culture, it's you don't move out until you're. Get married. Get yeah. It's like you get married, that's when you move. My grandmother's house is it's quite a, it's an iconic wog house. Wow. Okay. Coburg, 1930s cottage. Oh, my God. Iron Gate. 
Beautiful. Grand fixtures, but they're oh, dilapidated. Gosh. Yeah, of you course. know the you can see the rust, but it's a white porcelain wow. goblets on on fences. Oh <laughs> my god, I love a fence with a little feature on it. Yeah, yeah. Those little... lions on two ends. Wow, wow, wow! We it's love got that stuff. The uh, tomatoes and mm-hmm. lettuce. Like garden tomatoes. And, yeah, yeah. Like you that's know, real wog style when it's like <laughs> all the veggies in a front. Garden. There's wooden poles everywhere, so it grows perfectly wow. and. Yeah. Set the scene of your Yaya's house. Uh, Jesus Christ statues. Prominently and- <laughs> featured. We had very prominent Jesuses, a lot of Marys as well. Yep. I think Mary, we're a big fan of Mary in our house. Yes. But also my grandma, not that religious. So it's just like, I don't know, I think yeah, she just liked the- it. Yeah. Because <laughs> like my grandma was like communist and stuff. Right. And so we were religious, but in this only the way to connect to like culture. Totally. Mm. I think like that's very common, like migrant cultures in Australia is like there is a religious element and it is uh, steeped in like the gatherings and stuff. But it's more about keeping community together, I think. Is your yaya or your, your mum cooking, cleaning, mm. washing your clothes? Mm. Yeah. Is everything getting done for you? They split. <laughs> The duties. Mum <laughs> was themselves. a great cook. Mum was a great cook. Yaya, not so much. Not really good cook. My Yaya loves cleaning. She absolutely loved it. That was her favorite hobby, I would say. From everything I knew about her before she passed, God, the rest of her soul. She absolutely loved cleaning so much. I remember so vividly like sitting on a couch and like eating like biscuits or something. And she would just immediately like just zone in if she see a crumb and like <laughs> there's a crumb dropping from me. She'll like come and clean it up and like have like a freaking conniption or whatever. <laughs> that, but I'm, you know, I'm a tidy boy. She raised me to be a very tidy boy. So you think that was like that helped set you up for like in future when you eventually, you when know, grew and spread your wings <laughs> and left the bird's nest. <laughs> <laughs> when I started flapping on my own. But yeah, absolutely. I'm a huge neat freak now. I love tidy and I'm very much like I clean constantly. I'm constantly cleaning my freaking apartment. Always. I got a beautiful Dyson vacuum cleaner and I'm <laughs> sucking up dust and muck every day. But there's also not that much because I'm constantly cleaning. So I love bringing the Dyson back and it's almost empty every time. <laughs> But do yeah. you clean the vacuum cleaner? You clean that meticulous? You cleaning- I actually, yeah, I do. No one's ever asked me that before. <laughs> no one's ever shown an interest in something that I actually care passionately about. Yes, I pop the vacuum out. When I get the rid of all the dust, I do wipe on the inside, okay? I put an alcoholic wipe in there, cleaning oh it out. God. Because it's got to look, you know, it's hanging up on, you know, in the laundry. Mm. People might see it. Mm. It's got to look spick and spam. Spick and spam. Yeah, dude. How do you feel about the fact that yayas have become mainstream wow okay this is a great question thank you because like the nonification like because you know what it's yes it, the tiktokification of ah, yayas yeah it is weird right um i don't know how i feel <laughs> about it but it is um, i think it's time for you to weigh in wow do you have a do you have thoughts because it's you know it's mm, like that mm. it's like the uh the mediterranean mm. culture mm. and these do you feel is appropriation <laughs> you think it's appropriation if someone like you know is like making a nonna joke or something? I think it's like uh, it's cute for everyone else now, mm-hmm. you yes. know. But it's also like my grandmother smoked till she was seventy. Yeah. Like there's more to the yayas than yes. just making food. 
My my, my grandma was kind of badass. Like she, you'd go and like into the kitchen, she'd be rolling a cigarette in the yeah. in, in the in the kitchen. You know, she lived through a war. That's it. That's a thing. I think where it's like there's a cutesying of like this <laughs> stuff mm. because through the stereotype, going like, oh, these um. These are simple people with a one-track mind. Their one-track <laughs> mind is to feed you or something. But what about when they want to crack the whip? And yes, of course. That can be very stern. Yeah. They can be stern, but <laughs> same as your teta, like my uh, live through wars, live through like oppression and live through like um, under fascism and mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And like she's a huge badass, my uh, And she like spoke like six languages. English was probably the worst one of them. Like she could speak Bulgarian. She could speak French, German, Croatian. She could speak wow. like so many languages. And she never had formal education. It was just like from like working like factories and stuff with other migrants, she just like would learn languages and stuff. Very, very smart. And I think there is like that thing, right, of like the cute stereotype. But, you know, they're extremely yeah. complex older women. And like everyone loved Maya. She was like a real character in the neighborhoods because she was very, a little bit of a busybody, but like <laughs> everyone really, really loved her. And we were very close to everyone because we lived in a very Greek suburb, Helston Park. So a lot of like older Greek people. And we would always like make extra food to like for our neighbors and they would always bring us food and stuff. It was like very, very, it was so nice, man. Oh my God, I'm gonna start crying thinking about this. It was just like so nice. We were so close with like this little community of people and we'd just always like share food and look Mm. after each other. And like, she was very like, very funny and kind, sweet lady. She was spy on people. Like I remember coming home from school and she would like, always be at the window. We had like this um, a one-way window, like you can't see into In, it because yeah. it's like a, not like an interrogation, yeah. room, not like it's mirrored. It was like a, a fly screen type yeah. thing, security screen. And you couldn't see in, but you could see out. And she would always be like just sitting, sitting there all afternoon, TV on, low volume, not paying attention to it, just staring out the window all the time. <laughs> I would always catch her there. Or I remember she would always be like watering the front garden when I'd be coming home. And I remember there was one time when uh, <laughs> this was like the first time like I felt like a rough guy. One of the <laughs> only times probably in my life. But my gra- Yaya was watering the front garden. A guy was walking past. And she <laughs> was watering. A guy walked past and he stopped. He's like, excuse me, there's water restrictions on. And was, as I was coming home, I was like, buddy, back off. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think you're talking yeah, to? Did you the freaking wrong neighborhood if you think we're going to pay attention to the water restrictions? You're coming to Holston Park yeah. to talk to us about water. Exactly, dude. We got the freaking wipe down the freaking front area, okay, dude? Are you coming here telling this us how to live our life? God given right yeah. to water yeah. our pavements. I'm going to gurney the driveway after this. Yeah, so we got the concrete going to crack if we're not going to put some water on it, dude. They've got to moisten it up. Wrong part of town, bucko. <laughs> You've moved out now. You, you're living yes. with your partner. Yeah, it's thriving. gorgeous. So are you you said you're the cleaner. Are you the cleaner and she's doing the cooking? Or no, how, I'm how, the how cook we, as well. You're the cook as well. I inherited both mantles from my, from my ancestors. <laughs> I love both, you know. I love yeah. to do both. But, yeah, yeah we moved, my partner and I moved out 
a few years ago, we found like a nice little flat, had no rental history. So I'm like, fuck, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. I was so like stressed <laughs> out. I'm like, I can't move into my mom's flat as the well. The landlord's like, like did you ever pay rent to the two Greek ladies you lived <laughs> oh, with? Oh, they paid me to live with them. <laughs> they liked it, okay? They gave me the master bedroom. <laughs> so I wouldn't move out. I didn't know anything better. Um, but, you know, so I was like stressed out about what, we, what I was going to do, like where I was going to find something because I – Absolutely did not want to move into a share house. No offense. Absolutely yeah, no offense to yeah, you guys. I know enough. it's your lifestyle, you know. And We're you know, forced into this game. <laughs> it's like, and I respect your lifestyle. I'll say that. Just not for me. You can do it behind closed doors, whatever it is. This share house scene just not yeah, for me. Yeah, being a neat freak, what's Marty's bedroom doing to you? Okay. It's <laughs> um, it's actually, it's not too bad. You have a <laughs> bookshelf not against the wall that's yeah. driving me a bit crazy, but I'm assuming that's... It's not even a room divider. Like, when I first moved in, I was like, I'll put a giant curtain mm-hmm. between the bed and and yeah. this section so yeah. we could do the podcast in here. you yeah. got to get that. I love a curtain in the room so when you wake up, you open the door and go, now it's showtime. <laughs> Every day is a performance when you walk through those curtains. <laughs> yeah. The world is your proscenium arch and you're just walking through it. That's right. Apart from that, Marty, it's okay. You like to have your space quite neat, uncluttered. No, clutter's fine. Clutter's okay. I mean, I own 2,000 Blu-ray DVDs. So, like, you know, I'm not a fucking minimalist, I'll tell you that. I don't live like that, you know, Swedish minimalist lifestyle. Okay, okay, yeah. I have a, I'm a maximalist. I have a lot of shit. <laughs> It's in place, in alphabetized. <laughs> um, but, yeah. you know, it's okay. It's not too bad. You got some things like shoes on the floor, but that's where they are. Where else are you going to put <laughs> shoes? You got to put them on your feet so they yeah. can be allowed. Well, I mean, the, the couch floor. normally sits there. Yeah, I thought so. You're probably used to having so much stuff done for you. No. No? Okay, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking uh, well, about. Yeah, yeah, you know. Your girlfriend hasn't become, your partner hasn't become your yaya, has she? Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I would say my, um, yes, I have mother issues, okay? (laughs) I would admit this on the podcast. I have got some issues with my mother. I've got mother issues, okay? I'm not a mummy's boy. I have mother issues. But they are not of the either pool variety. I did not want to, I did not <laughs> seek out a partner to replace the women in my life that were no longer living with me. It was just coincidental that I swapped at one point in time. Um, but I, I fell was, in love. Yeah, it's love, dude. You can't change love. The hard ones are the hard ones. Um, and, uh, but you, uh, I've always been uh, pretty independent. That's good. That you've, you've at least absorbed uh, the mm. skills. I absorbed them. I yeah. watched them from afar. Yeah. So you learned it. It was never forced upon you. It wasn't like you have to cook. You have to clean. No. I always loved cooking. I think that was part of it. Like we always used to cook together my mum and I I think this is why like I remember very specifically going not wanting to go into share house stuff because I'm a fairly introverted for me I could see myself retreating in a situation like that you know when you live at home your bedroom is like your sanctuary and your place your safe haven your safe haven and it becomes like you know like I said, like a little bachelor pad, like your room is everything. Yeah. But I th- always felt like if I lived in a share house, like I would still just be in my room by myself all the time. I mean, that's usually how it goes. Everyone's in their rooms. Nothing yeah. Really changed. This is something I'd be mm. curious from your guys' perspective Ooh, as well. Mm-hmm. I always thought that uh, in a share house situation, my perspective would be that I would minimize my own experience 
to not encroach on others. So yeah. I could see myself being like, oh, no, no, you do that, you yeah. do that. Yeah. Like living my life either slower or smaller yeah. to not go like, you know, go, oh, Disturb no. the peace. Yes, yeah, so I have a three-second shower yeah. or something yeah. like that. <laughs> have a three-second shower, you know, yeah. start shitting in my room and run <laughs> to the last minute, go to the bathroom just to not take up space <laughs> or like, you know, not cook. Yeah. Get like a little like in like a yeah. just a little gas top stove in my bedroom as like not leave the bedroom too much. Like start installing like a TV on the wall and everything. Yeah. I think that's why I always like fear. Do you feel that? Like do you Um, I think it's a matter of like the space you find yourself in. Like if we were in a situation where we had this many people living in this house and it was one shower, one toilet, yeah. one everything. Which I have done, spaces. and but it's just a bit of a tug of war sometimes. Yeah. Please. Yeah. So when I was moving out home, it was – me in my head, I was like, i got to find a great little batcher flat, live there by myself because I always fantasize, live by myself. I don't want to live with other people. And then I realized like, oh, I'm not like 21 years old when I had this fantasy. I'm like in a long-term relationship. I've always should just move out with my partner. Instead of like this fantasy I had when I was like <laughs> in high school, like I'm going to run away from home one day. <laughs> like, I'm actually in a relationship. That, that's counter to a bachelor that. Like how can I be the whole purpose of a bachelor to be single? <laughs> yeah, to have a different lifestyle that I don't have anymore. Yeah, okay. And so um, we found like a nice like we had to like try and find something. It's mm. like a few nice flats and the, the real estate agent that was like selling my mom's house, he was very, very nice. And he said, when it comes time, I'll be your referee. So don't sweat. We'll find something. Mm. I was like, oh, thank God. Like such a nice guy. My we, my mom had known him like back at uni or something like that. It was very much looking after us. And then uh, I went on this website, I found this flat and Peter's like, this is so nice. I got to, I, what do I do? Do I apply for it? Whatever. And so just, it was on like the same website that he worked for. So I messaged him. I was like, found this flat. Um, would love to see it with the intention of renting it. And he was like, oh, that's so funny. That's the flat I own. It's yours. Don't worry about it. <laughs> like see it if you like it and you have to apply, but it's yours. If you want it. Sick. So it was really Straight great. away, easy, easy way to get yeah. some rental history in yeah. the market. That's what you need. You Absolutely. need that entry yeah. point. Yeah. Was the day when you left the house emo- emotional? In retrospect, yes. Like there was a lot of things like other life things kind of clashing at the same time where mm. it was like, you know, we are at that age where I think nostalgia is something that I have for the first time in my yeah. life proper where I – you know, I think about my time in my family home a lot more now mm. and it's kind of tough to not be able to like go back to yeah. it, you mm. know. Like do you guys still have your family homes? Your family still live there? Uh, yeah, my yeah, family is. Yeah. yeah, like back home I've got my home back home in Ethiopia. Yeah. They're still living they're still there. The yeah. yeah, Yeah, they're still in the same place. I think there's something about like for me I find a little bit melancholic to just mm. go like, that's yeah. That's it. I can't go back there. I walk past a couple of times, yeah. but not not very often. I'm very tempted to try and go back to my primary school, but I'm yep. like, what do I say? Do I go? Yes, I'm writing a memoir or something. <laughs> I don't know. Just want to see what it looks like because I can't remember it. I anymore. go back because my younger siblings go to the same primary school, but a lot of them are modernized. Yes, that's what I worried about. I remember I saw even from afar. I was going through my old neighborhood, and do you know the you know how like primary schools or schools, they would have this uh, concrete that mm-hmm. has pebbles in it. 
Yeah. And it was built with concrete mm-hmm. and pebbles stuck mm-hmm. into yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a real brutalist stock. Yeah. yeah. There. It's it that's gone. I'm playing four square and the ball would just bounce <laughs> off to <laughs> oh, <laughs> fix man. the quad. Yeah, we gotta fix the quadrangle, guys. I wanna get your opinion on this, Lexi, because yep. this is one of my most hated things. Being wow. in a share house, okay. Mm, yeah, it's me. I like I like movies. You're as a much big as movie I love, guy. As I love well. movies, right? Yeah. What I like about movies is I don't like to know too much about a film. I can just flick something on wow. and I can just watch something. Okay, I like that you're blank slating it. The thing about this ha- share house, these people love watching trailers. Yeah, okay. Two hours worth of trailers. <laughs> wow. By the time we watched all the trailers, we're too exhausted to watch a movie. Yeah. I, now I want to see fifteen movies. Yeah. yeah. What's you know like I uh, okay all right I feel like this is an accusation there. okay uh, let me allow me in the media Marty please sure the defense I love movies yes, too that's true I don't like watching movies twice wow and okay I not a rewatcher not you don't, re-watcher? I love rewatching okay I love I don't I love like embarking on a movie that's gonna take an hour and a half to go through and it's not the right choice for the evening oh, okay. I feel a lot of yeah. But no, it's you're trusting a gut instinct. You're not just playing anything you see. You know, you see a poster, you may you may read a blurb and you're like, this looks interesting, let's press play. Okay. Um Marty, actually my advice will be for you. You have to get bolder. Mm. I think that's a tough thing. And I think if you are watching with like your entire household, there can be a lot of pressure on the art to speak for itself, especially if you're the person choosing. Mm -hmm. I can feel that. Like, you know, whenever I have to choose a movie for people to watch together. Like, man, I've had some bombs. I've had some real <laughs> bombs, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, like, but I think that there's something in all of you going together, going like, I've not seen this. This is a first watch for me. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm, ex- I, we should watch this together and explore it. Yeah. And maybe I would say get a letterboxed account. Yeah. That's a great social network that's just um, people logging the movies that they watch right. and maybe writing something for them. You can uh, follow different people. Okay. I think that's a Ooh. good way to find out what to watch. Mm, so that okay. way it's not mm. too much of a, like, you know, the re- if you're doing your research, not just always in like the seconds to minutes to half hour before putting something on, mm. that's a good way to relieve yourself of the thing. If you're going like, oh, I heard about this thing. It sounds cool. I'm going to chuck it on yep. eventually. Yep. But then if One, you're just doing it in the minutes before, it's so much pressure. It's a lot like, of pressure and I get the choice paralysis. Mm-hmm. One thing we both hate is there are some people in this house who oh, remain okay. unnamed as well as our girlfriends who tend to – Spoil movies. Yes. Okay. Oh, oh big God. spoilers. Massive. Yes. Massive spoilers. Like to the point where I'm like, I'm not watching that now. Yeah. Yeah. That, I, you know what I hate? What I hate is when people go, oh, yeah, big twist at the end. Oh, mm. it doesn't you matter. Go, you didn't tell me. It's still, okay, yeah, a lot of movies have a twist, but I didn't. I don't know when it's coming. It could come yeah. halfway through. Mm-hmm. It could come right at the end after the credits. I don't want to know about it. Yeah. Okay. Here's a suggestion for you guys mm-hmm. here. I would suggest investing in some cinematic quality headphones. Yes. Yeah. And so that way it can be a bit of an immersed experience. If you're watching myself and other people are yeah. wandering around the house, perhaps in the kitchen uh-huh. or something, doing their own business, it's their life, they can live yeah. it. But if you have like a headphone setup, I, I honestly do that now. I like I put my hands, mm-hmm. on, fingers in my ears, and I'm like la 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 la. He's, he's not watching the movie mm. at that point. It's like, meditation. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, some like, form of meditation. I can tell they're about to start a conversation about it in the kitchen. And yeah. 
yeah. about we're going to go see a movie. Like we went and saw Bond recently. Yes. And I heard a, a kitchen chat between like, you know, two people living here. Yeah. And they were talking about the movie, how they'd just seen it. And then I went, nah, this is, it's, I'm entering yeah. the spoiler zone mm. here. It's and too much. Can't spoil. When you get into the spoiler zone, it's, it's absolutely it's excruciating. excruciating stuff. It's criminal. This is a story that I'll tell you, and I'm going to name names in the story. Name them. Last, Government a couple name, years first ago, and last. When I worked on a TV show with um, Chris Taylor as a head writer, he had just been the night before to the premiere of uh, Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh-huh. And I couldn't go. I, had my, I was booked in to go. Something had come up and I couldn't go. Okay. I think it was actually work-related. Right. It might have been his fault that I couldn't go. Right. And then so I was like, okay, it's all right. I'm seeing it the weekend anyway. No problem. No big deal. And so I am sitting at my desk and I hear him behind me talking to someone about the movie. And I'm like, okay, just <laughs> start trying to fade them out. Fade them out behind me. I can't say shit. They're my bosses and stuff. And then he <laughs> says, now this is not a spoiler. I'm like, okay. Uh, you know a spoiler's coming. <laughs> He's like, this is not a spoiler. But I thought at the end of the movie when everyone's getting killed and killing each other, I'm like, that's actually quite violent. I'm like, you can't go, this is no spoiler, then talk about the literal ending of the movie. And I was like, just going psycho. I was like, ah. I mean, I, I presumed that the movie would have some sort of bloody yeah, catastrophe yeah, at yeah. the end. Yeah. But it was just like so, I was like. I, I can't believe so that close. part was ruined for you because that was a massive mm. surprise for me. I blew my mind when I was yes, watching that. It was. I was so close to making it away. Yeah, that's got to be the biggest pet, pet peeve mm. when it comes to group watching. But, you know, without you being having to be in a share house, you've never had to deal with that. It's like sometimes you can show a movie and it just bombs hard and then mm. people just sort of yeah. leave. And then we've had an occasion before. I can't actually remember the actual movie that it was, but seven, eight people were in the room. Yeah, and wow. everyone kind of left like it's official screening. A bit depressed, like people left. What like I don't, I can't remember what it was. Too and, sad a drama. Uh, you know what I think at that point? Oh, we could just talk to each other. True. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is it. This is what I think. You have to put a movie on that mm. is either extremely familiar, yeah. or slightly boring, yeah. and to some degree, yeah. uh, we can talk over it. Yeah, yeah. talk over it. Eight people. You got to be. It's a nostalgia one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shallow hell, you know, you chuck on something yeah. that's dated and you can comment on like yeah. how more progressive you are than you once were exactly. when you were a child. I used to think it was funny that she was fat. Now I think <laughs> it's upsetting that they hide her beauty, which is always the other beauty as well. <laughs> You know, I'm like Shallow Hal. I went on the same journey, but over several years, not one and a half hours. Um, this is my number one pick for it. Mm. for this situation. The yeah. number one recommendation. But group watching in share houses. Absolutely. The number one recommendation is The Mummy. Yeah. Starring Brendan Fraser, mm-hmm. Rachel mm-hmm. Weisz. Mm-hmm. I think that is a perfect movie for talk over because mm-hmm. yeah. it's real fun and exciting. Because you can comment on how much, how Miss Brendon Fraser is in exactly. on Hollywood. Yeah. That's one topic Nat just Obscure, came up with. Right there. Egyptian and Arabic uh, yep. being spoken throughout mm-hmm. the movie. You can go, Hang on, was Dwayne out. The Rock Johnson in <laughs> He's in, in the sequel of The Mummy Returns. He's in the sequel, right? Yeah, the, the Scorpion Returns. King. The Scorpion King. But see, that's a topic you just came up with. Of course, here we go. You guys have both come up with beautiful topics you could talk about in this movie. And it's also the there's hunks of every description of that movie. Yeah. You know? yeah. Babes as well. Babes, Everyone's hunks. Looked up and his slapstick comedy is just <laughs> on point exactly. throughout. But I think it's the most inoffensive movie to watch yeah. as a group yeah. because no one's going to be bored by it. Yeah. There's also not going to be like, oh, we must pay attention to the mummy, mm-hmm. you know? People yeah. are okay. 
I True. think I think I found a cheat code for group oh, watching okay. films, and it's not specific films; it's a genre. Mm. I think if you go for heartwarming, yeah, okay, you can never go wrong. Because not like can... romantic comedy, but like like when we watched Max and Mary. Have you watched Max and Mary? Mary I and just Max? watched it recently. Mary and Beautiful. Max, one of the best Max. movies I've ever Beautiful seen. Beautiful film. Yeah. With Beautiful Philip Seymour movie. Hoffman, one Seymour. of his best performances, actually. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I, we, I, we walked away from that with our hearts filled of, with joy. Oh, man. I guess it's one of the top five Aussie movies in yep. the last two um, decades. I agree. Absolutely. There's and a film podcast now. I can't help it. I'll turn any podcast <laughs> into film podcast. <laughs> well, this week, like every week, we have a caller on the show who wants to tell you about experience that they've had in their own share house. Maybe this could be educational for you. Wow, okay. I love to learn, so. Uh, welcome to the show, Hannah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Where are you calling from? I am calling from Alexandria, Sydney today. Nice. Uh, from oh, my current oh, beautiful, exotic Alexandria. Pops, give it a jump away. Yeah, so a bit of background. Uh, there were three girls living in the house. So me, our housemate Lana and Skye. And um, I'm fairly lazy when it comes to cooking, uh, or at least I was back then. So it was taking advantage of the U Foods delivery service. U Foods. Mm-hmm. U Foods. Yeah, you got your HelloFresh now. You got. I think U Foods is pre made. It's just. U Foods is pre made. Yeah, it's like light and easy kind of oh, stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah. I have been on light and easy, so I can relate to this story. <laughs> so it's ready made food. Yeah. Ready made food. Uh-huh. And they used to come in these big styrofoam boxes, just, you know, to keep it cold, uh, which is great when you're at work and quite hard to get rid of them they would collect the boxes back when you got a delivery but i used to get orders sky used to get orders as well so we had a bit of a collection of these boxes okay which, you got you styrofoam know, it's a lot of foam it's a lot of foam boxes. you okay. got to make some dioramas out of these yeah. things <laughs> they make such an annoying sound too yeah, is yeah. That yeah. They squeak when you get them squeak and it just runs so it's like a honest, brain freeze or something. i like that sound <laughs> And I like the feeling of them. He knows the shipment's coming in. It's funny that uh, Lana does not. Really? <laughs> you hate it? I'm fine, but Lana, my, my housemate, mm. absolutely hated it. So mm. we were all sitting, you know, just hanging out uh, as you do one night. And Lana decided to raise with the group that she had this phobia and just absolutely could not stand styrofoam boxes. Um, oh. So, <laughs> which, yeah, it does make, it makes a sound. Um, so she asked, that, you know, we get rid of the existing stockpile, but also that if we had a delivery, mm. that we either text her or just give her a warning before we pick it up from the front of the house and walk it back to, to the kitchen, you know, just in case she overheard oh. any squeak of the box. Oh, oh my goodness. A, a tyrant. <laughs> Quite a tyrant. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, Sky and I were kind of looking at that one and going, Okay, um, that's look, fair enough. Um, it's not not a particularly pleasant sound. I'm sure we can let you know when they're being delivered. But getting rid of the boxes, yeah, quite quite a painful task. Um, mm. So we we negotiated. We said, oh look, um, we had a laundry at the back back of the house, and they're like, look, if we just stack them up like way out of reach, it, it like is that okay? And she's like, no, like I don't I don't want them anywhere on the property. Like they've got to go. <laughs> Wow, they cannot list exist in the same realm as me. Where did you have to put them? Well, so this was the problem because they don't break down very easily. Oh, um, no, you so got to yeah. make a sword to those things. Yeah. 
Just the thought of the sound that it makes is making me so uncomfortable. Yeah. And when you're breaking those things down, too. You, when you're breaking those yeah. things down, they you get those tiny little ball yeah, pieces it's of them. They, they oh, stick to you like with a static electricity of yeah. some kind. My God, yeah, I'm so I'm in so much discomfort. Wow, right now. And that is his skin is crawling as we speak. Like my teeth are like jittering. Oh my gosh, I think I, I don't think we're backing up Hannah in this situation. I think we're with your housemate on this. <laughs> look, I could sympathize with the house mate. So uh, they made the effort. I said, look, I'm not going to stop getting my delivery. Uh-huh. Um, but look, I'm happy to do my best to make uh-huh. sure that, you know, we keep keep that to a minimum. Sky, on the other hand, was just like, look, I'm, if it, I, I just don't want to deal with all the throwback if, if I am. So she, she completely stopped getting wow. her. Wow. Oh, she paused the oh my gosh. Yeah. The pause of subscription, that's a huge step. That's massive. Life. That t- and on someone else's accord because yeah. of someone on else? someone Mm-mm. else's accord. What was the strangest part was um, I went to work one day, um, had my delivery come to the door. And when I got home, it wasn't out the front. So I went, went inside and someone had unstacked all the meals put them in the fridge and oh, the wow. box was just sitting outside, which I was like, oh, that's nice. Um, so I went to Sky thinking, you know, it's obviously it's obviously not Lana. Um, and was like, oh, hey, like, thank you for putting my food away. And she's like, I, I didn't. I got home five minutes before you. That wasn't me. A ghost. Uh, so we've, we've sat, had this realisation that, uh, yeah, Lana has done what is a really nice thing, taken my food inside, put it in the fridge. But... Um, yeah, something's not quite adding up there because Whoa. she got over her phobia to do an act of kindness. That wow. sounds like that sounds like a miracle to me. Yeah. I think yes. you were blessed by Jesus the Lord. Has done his work. Yeah. <laughs> we see his we see his influence everywhere. You know, won't he do it? Yeah. <laughs> yes, he will. <laughs> I see what you mean, though. How much of a phobia could it be? To mm. unpack yeah. it. Yes, clearly she hasn't got that much of a problem with right. it. <laughs> but like, like, yeah, what do you do in that situation? Like, it's it's a weird thing to call someone out on their fake phobia. We have an issue in our house with this. With, really? But yeah. not with styrofoam boxes. With just boxes, cardboard. Uh, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. If you you should keep it in your room. To be honest, that's where it should yeah, go well, for one week. It should be in your room. My God, I think it's a little rich. I, I don't think, think we should be subjected to your styrofoam. Wow. If it was styrofoam, it's a bit much. It's just too noisy. It's too uncomfortable. Not high up out of reach of the laundry. I mean, it was barely in our eye line. I don't know. I'm with Plenty you. I think laundry is a... Laundry is not bad. It's a demilitarized zone of the laundry. Anything goes in the laundry, you can put a box in there. It doesn't have to be in the right spot. Well, you think Lana doesn't use the laundry? Lana, Lana uses the laundry. Does Lana use the Lana's laundry? Lana's to do the washing. She's going to look at the styrofoam. Okay, did you have well, could you put it on top of a cupboard or something? I don't know. I'm this I'm actually feel extremely conflicted in this and I don't know which side to go on in this. He's feel, been thrown an absolute curveball in housewarming and he was not he was not he didn't, he didn't come here for this. I did not. I was I, you know, I didn't know I was gonna be mediating <laughs> these kind of things. But um I, what's what's Lana like otherwise? Was she nice, a kind soul? Uh a bit passive-aggressive, really. Wow. Um, okay, we no. We're no longer in contact anymore. Oh. Wow. Okay. Then, you, yeah, absolutely. You put it in Put it in anywhere. She's going to be passag about all this bull spit. What about my makeshift ex-key? Great for a house party. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, that's good. I think, yeah, put some things in it. Yeah, that put way things it's just in it. If it has a function, yeah. then it, it's impossible for Lana to get mad. Exactly. Yeah. 
Well, there you have it. Hope that helps. <laughs> I actually think my advice is reconnect with Lana. Yeah, see I think- if she's grown. See if she's what she up to these days. <laughs> Who knows? She may have actually overcome that fear. You foods comes in cardboard boxes now. They don't even yep. do styrofoam anymore. COVID nineteen changed the world That's and right. every single person that lived in it. I think in this day and age, we can't lose friendships over foam. Exactly. And, and that's something we should keep in mind. So give her a call and give us an update. <laughs> Will do. Thanks, Hannah. Thanks, Hannah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks. Ciao. Have you ever lied or faked something in order to get oh. out of doing something? Uh, I'm an honest person, I would say. I do not like lying unless it is for my own self-interest and self-preservation. So <laughs> there's one time that I went to my friend's house, and this is probably why, actually why I never wanted to live this lifestyle. Uh. <laughs> Was, I remember one of my best friends, and we had been traveling together, yeah. and we come back, and he just moved out home, moved into his first share house and stuff. It was this dingy little place not far from where we lived. You know, it's a tiny apartment shared by like three people. So nightmare already. I went over for a movie night with a couple of other friends, but I just remember walking in, and like he had like a clean family and stuff, and it was just so dirty. It was like crusty everywhere. Like everything was so yuck. It was like crap all over the place. And I there was one point watching a movie, and a cockroach ran up the wall, and he's like, "There it is!" Like it had been an enemy that had been living in the house for some time. And he took his shoe off and smacked it on the cockroach on the wall. That's end of story. Left it on the wall. The cockroach was dead on the wall and on his shoe and just left it up there. I was like, this is hell. This is so disgusting. And then another one of his housemates who I was also friendly with offered me a drink. He's like, hey, would you like a Coke or something? Mm-hmm. I saw all their glasses. I'm like, these are so dirty. All their glasses, they, they all have muck on them. Every glass is mucked up. Like they were, you know, clearly meant to be a see-through glass. They may have freaking yes, glass. Yes. You couldn't see through them. They weren't, they weren't a fake, dude. It was crazy. And so I was like, oh, God, what am I, I don't want to drink from that glass, but I am extremely thirsty. And so I was like, oh, um, I thought I was a genius coming off like a little plan. I was like, oh, um, God, I've got such sensitive teeth. Do you guys have a straw? I'm like, great. My my tongue and lips don't have to touch this glass. That's just gonna be in a straw, and I can just drink the Coca Cola. These are great lengths. And then I'm like, I was like, I felt like this immediate wave of relief. Going like this was like an instinctual yeah. lie. I've got not sensitive teeth. I could bite into ice cream, no problemo. <laughs> and I was like, I was like this. I felt so relaxed and relieved for the first time. And he brings me the glass, like, oh, sorry, man, we don't have any straws. I'm like, well, what was I thinking? This place, <laughs> dead cockroach on the wall. They're not gonna have a freaking straw. There's no way now. You know, you know give me Irish. They wouldn't even have like a piece of bucatini for me to freaking sip through at all in a different situation. It was nothing. You faked a phobia. I faked an absolute phobia. Well, it was a real phobia. It just was I was lied about another another <laughs> ailment. So I would have to. <laughs> well, I didn't want them to know that I thought they were disgusting living in squalor. I think from then I was like, this is not for me. This is not it. It's like his one share house experience <laughs> is he went into a share house, saw one of the most common thing that mm-hmm. happens in a share house, cockroaches, mm-hmm. and faked a <laughs> teeth yeah. ailment. No, the cockroach like, thing is fine, but if I went to someone's house and dirty glass, mm. you best believe I will wash it in front of their face. Wow. 
Sometimes, See? though, it's like marked up. You can't get the mark off. Exactly. Sometimes muck Too is Too much permanent. muck. Yeah. Muck is muck, but you can do enough that, you know, when it's foggy. It yeah. can't be foggy. Glass can't be foggy. Yeah. I've had issue with this. A foggy with glass. With my girlfriend, your girlfriend. They don't wash glassware properly. He, he, oh, good he, Lord. he tells I, them to. Yeah. I, I, I've told them. When we moved to our second apartment together, we had a dishwasher. Mm. And I can Game never changer. go back. Yeah. I can never go back to yeah. my former life. We yeah. had a dishwasher. We that did. We was did. Terrible. Didn't. <laughs> Yeah, but then we, got the, we got a new one, but then yeah, now we're on the sink. We're, we're, we're on, on the sink. Yeah, hand washed. Hand washed. You can't have dinner parties. We, well, no, yeah, we can. no. We can. Well, when we have big dinner parties, the key is to get plastic plates or biodegradable. I ones don't get plastic plates. I'm a I don't <laughs> get plastic plates. That is insane. Oh, I didn't God. know that's what you did. You've never had more than four people over because it's too much work, too much effort. That I'll go true. to their place. Absolutely. Well, you can now you can put on a menace to society knot. Yeah, there we go. We'll watch that. We'll, we'll watch, watch that the trailer. Too. I think the three that this I brought asshole. you actually this would asshole. be they'd be perfect for a movie night. Alexi, thanks for coming on our show. We really appreciate uh, having you here again. Apparently, in in yes, been in this space, I've been here before. podcasting once again. Yeah, and, uh, maybe next time memories. we see, you, we'll invite you over for a group viewing. Yeah, wow, okay. shallow hell. Yeah, yes. I like shallow hell. Does yeah. it still live up to yeah. the name? Is what it was still the one we kosher? watched that was like absolutely not kosher? The Dane Cook movie. Oh, good luck, Chuck. Good luck, good luck Chuck. Chuck. Yes, uh, Jessica Alba. Oh, yeah. yeah that's save you some time. Not an appropriate yeah. movie. No. To me, it's <laughs> actually insane that anyone has watched that in the it's last few years. Insane. Let alone people I know. <laughs> <even> <laughs> Um, but thanks for coming over. My pleasure. If you want to be a caller, just like Hannah, all you got to do, very simple, just hit up our Instagram page, Housewarming Podcast. Got a Facebook group. You know about our Facebook group, Alexi? I don't. You no. know how to get in there? You send a request, we approve you. That's wow, all it takes. Okay. We don't, like, it's an auto approved. We've actually, we've actually approved the auto approved system. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It could I be anyone in there. That, like, I know there was a lot going on with the anti vax protest. Yep. Oh, gosh. It could have been a pickup of activity of the alt right. I don't know if yep. they're in there, but. A lot of posts saying, find me on. WhatsApp and a bit URL link oh, after wow. <laughs> Find me on Telegram. <laughs> I mean, I do want to know how they live. You know? yeah, what's what's it like being in a bunker? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, find us on all your socials. But that's all from us for now. Till next time. Peace. Peace. Big thanks to our editors, Sean Allen, and our producers, Ella and Elsa, for putting this show together. And a huge shout out to our boy Paolo for helping us out with the theme music. I've always been pretty independent apart from driving. I don't drive. Mm-hmm. So my mum used to drive me everywhere. <laughs> I don't drive either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mum used to drive me around. It was like she was turtle in my entourage. It was awesome. <laughs> Managing hip hop artists on the side. <laughs> she's, she's a good lady. Yeah, she had a little tequila brand for a while, I think. I don't know too much about it. Do you remember when I tried to make a cheesecake with mozzarella? Yeah, it didn't go that well. Do you remember when I tried to cook that chicken dish but in a glass oven tray and it smashed? I still wanted to eat it after that. I mean, I would have died, but I wouldn't have wasted anything. Yeah, it was a real rock bottom moment for you. These are all examples of our kitchen fails and we now want to hear yours. That's right. Volley is helping us find some of the best kitchen fails. It's less my kitchen rules and more my kitchen sucks. All we need is for you to enter your best or worst stories. We're going to celebrate you for being terrible. Just head over to our Instagram to enter. And for all your kitchen fails, you can get Volley, the app for instant groceries.